all those little bitty stuff that, again, we tend to carry in our head. We don't schedule. And then we wonder why we've run out of time to do all our to-do lists during the day because they haven't actually been scheduled and something else hasn't come out in allow, uh, to allow them to come in. Welcome to the 7 Day Soul TV and the A Tweak A Week podcast. If you are someone who wants to reach your full potential, who feels like you have more to give, who doesn't want to let your short time here slip through your fingers, then you finally found your tribe. I'm your host, psychologist and author Susanna Healy, and on this show, we'll be talking with expert researchers about all things psyche and soul so that you can achieve your full potential and live a life without regrets. To reach the better angels of our nature, we know the devil's in the detail of what we do repeatedly. So we be talking habits, existential health, bucket lists, meaning, mattering, sleep, self-actualization, responsibility, discipline, faith, procrastination, gratitude, goal setting, sex, focus, careers, and loads more. Let's inject the everyday with a passion for your potential. But before we start, just a reminder, if you like the show, then don't forget to subscribe. You can also get your free 100 tips for daily progress by visiting the 7 homepage. Or if your workplace is all about human potential and you'd like to sponsor the show, then reach out to join us. Details are in the show notes. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the 7 Day Soul TV and a Tweak a Week podcast, depending on where you're joining us from. My name is Susanna Healy. Delighted to have you here with me today uh, to talk today about maybe, do you know something? I was actually kind of trying to decide what I'm going to call this episode. Would it be about work-life balance? But really, it's about finding time for what excites us, what animates us, what makes us feel alive. That's what I'm really talking about here. Um, so any of the, you know, finding time that I'm going to be talking about in just a moment, it's in order to get this, to the stuff that makes you feel true to yourself. Uh, and that's what really needs to be prioritized. So I uh, hope that's exciting to you. And so it's just a couple of thoughts for today. Um, to get us going. Remember, we'll be in after episode four and episode five, we'll start to actually have our interviews. We'll be talking uh, about all things personal progress on a mind, body and spirit level uh, with expert researchers, academics, authors, etc. in their areas and all the things to do with bettering ourselves, moving forward, even failing forward, falling forward, whatever we might call it. Um, and that's what we're doing here today. So just making every precious day matter in our lives uh, so that we become more of ourselves and more of our potential, which just excites me, I have to say, and really is a, a topic that animates me. So that's what I'm all about. And I hope that you perhaps can remember or know already what you're all about, what animates you, what, what, are your, what drives you, what are your passions, what are the things that where the, the, the lines between kind of work and home uh, blur or that you just find the time for, perhaps, or that maybe you're not finding the time for, and you really need to, because they are the things that, you know, that, that you just lift your mood and, and make you feel more, perhaps, outgoing, more sociable, or perhaps more hugely focused and uh, very, very goal-oriented or whatever it might be. But that's what we are trying to find the time for today. So when I am often asked to talk about work-life balance, I always begin, I actually begin every workshop by talking about becoming conscious, because in order to make any change, we've got to become conscious of what we're already doing. What are we already doing in life and what do we want to change? What are the things we want to change? Presumably the stuff that you don't want to change. So becoming aware of, in this case, the habits that are actually perhaps preventable, that actually are in your control. 
um, that we could, if we looked at them, we could change them in our own lives. So looking at that uh, and, you know, becoming conscious in that way of even kind of, it's a great idea to even keep a diary for a week. And if you kind of say for a month, you probably, you might, but you probably, you, you may not. So even just to do it for a week, um, it can be really shorthand on your phone or whatever it might be, but just to kind of remind yourself of the moments of where you're spending your time, your 10,080 precious minutes that I always talk about in the week, and I talk a lot about those. But in order to spend them as opposed to them being kind of like taken from you or that kind of sense of a kind of like a, a bucket with a hole in the bottom of it. So in order to spend them, we need to be conscious of where they're being spent, where they're being kind of taken. Some things definitely that, you know, we need sleep, etc. We need we need to go and work. We need to make a living and all of that kind of thing. But even that in the how can be changed. So sometimes you might be changing the what of what we do. And other times we'll be changing the how of what we of what we do. So that's kind of very different. And, and I think that's very relevant to the whole um, theme of spirituality, because spirituality, I think we've tended to put it on a kind of like, you know, it's for Sundays or the synagogue or the temple, or the church or the yoga mat or whatever it might be, as opposed to what it's supposed to be, which is weaved through all of our lives and how we live our lives. And as I always talk about putting meaning in the mundane, and that's what it's all about. It's about how we do the mundane stuff, because that gives it meaning. So sometimes it'll be about changing the what of what you do, and other times it'll be about changing how you do something. Um, so a kind of an important differentiation. So in terms of finding time, what are the kind of the big ones? Listen, it's a huge topic. There are so many different um, research areas in it, but so many. So we're just going to like touch on, on, on a few in this episode. But some of the things, are, listen, the ones that you probably heard already, obviously, um, to, to prioritize, to, in other words, to prioritize what are sometimes called our rocks or our frogs, that idea of the heavyweight lifting, the kind of the stuff that's kind of hanging over you, the stuff that's weighing your shoulders down, and to to prioritize them, whatever it is that you will feel satisfied with yourself at the end of the day if you got them done, even if you got nothing else done. And it might be that you have to prioritize your priorities, and on honesty, depending on how long they take. But in order to do that, we do need to schedule them. Instead of them being so much suffering, is from the fact that we're carrying it in our heads as a vague but constantly, you know, on, on replay thought of, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. And it takes up a vast amount of mental headspace as opposed to scheduling it for a particular time of the day and keeping it within those boundaries. And that gives us far more control. So in terms of scheduling it, depending again on what the task is, but if it is something that needs often these tasks are things that need your full focus, your full attention or whatever it might be. So do consider, ask yourself, when is your most efficient time of the day? When are you most focused? Or if it's a creative project, when are you most um, creative or where are you most creative? Maybe if you're working hybrid, where do you work best creatively? Or maybe it's outdoors or in your garden or in your balcony or looking out a window or, uh, you know, somewhere in the office that's quiet or whatever it might be, or somewhere that where it's lots full of creative people that stimulate you, depending, depending on the task skills needed, where and when are you best suited to do that task? And then to protect that time. Now, for a lot of people, they'll say that kind of like between the hours of nine and 11 for kind of office hour workers, 
will say that kind of between the hours of 9 to 11, they're at their peak concentration. May or may not be for you, that's fine. But just find out when is it? Because a lot of people will just go through their, their to-do list with no sense of what task is suited to what time of day. You know, if you know you get a bit sleepy at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. or after lunch, whatever it might be, then maybe put something in that actually is kind of like maybe it's a, a meeting that you could walk around uh, around the block with somebody or, you know, move to somebody else's office or it's a group meeting. So you're less likely to fall asleep. You're having conversations that wake you up as opposed to trying to look at a document that you're just too sleepy to take in. So knowing what's your good time and then scheduling it for that and then also actually trying to protect it. So we're creating here kind of focus blocks. So and they could be. 45 minutes, 50 minutes, it could be 15 minute blocks, especially if you find them tedious or hard to do and hard to face, bring it down way, way, way down. And we'll talk about that in just a moment in procrastination. But, you know, whatever it might be, just do it in chunks, do it in, in blocks. If you can leave it to maybe 50 minutes or certainly your first one to 50 minutes and the next block maybe a little bit shorter, taking a break in between. But do consider putting an out of office message on your emails and your phone or whatever and get used to doing it so that it becomes an easy, quick thing to do. We tend to leave out of offices messages for, you know, holiday time, don't we, or kind of sick leave or whatever it might be. But actually, they should be used almost daily. Because if you can imagine it from, say, even a client's point of view or somebody else's point of view who's calling you looking for your attention, if you get an email response from somebody saying, sorry, I'm giving my full attention to another client at the moment. I'll come back to you as soon as I'm done or after three o'clock today or whatever it might be, um, kind of specific, more specific, the better. Then it sounds quite impressive. It sounds like, wow, this person really knows how to focus themselves, how to direct themselves. Um, and I'll probably get the same attention from them myself. So that's really good. Or if you're nervous about that or you have to have some kind of channel of communication, maybe you're, you know, depending on, on your role, maybe saying text me only if it's if it's urgent, text me. I'll still have my 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 phone on for text or something like that. So but on silent. So something like that. But just becoming aware of knowing what the frogs are as opposed to, you know, using your to do list or looking at your to do list as if it's all equal, as if we're juggling loads of balls in the air and they're all of equal worth. They're probably not. Some of them will move you much more forward than others. So, you know, if something has to get delayed, prioritizing is so, so important um, and also makes you feel like you go home or you close the laptop or wherever it is that you might work. Feeling like you've done something, you have progressed, you've got you've moved forward. And I think a lot of us don't. Isn't that right? We kind of go home thinking because once the st stuff that we've done is done, you're immediately on to the next crisis. And that just feels so unsatisfying, doesn't it? So it's kind of getting used to the idea of um, noticing. And also it's, it's almost like collating things in a jar that you're collecting successes. Um, so really, really important to, to learn to, to prioritize. Another thing for some of the more tedious tasks is a thing called crafting. Now we can talk about crafting our whole lives in terms of finding meaning in life. But in this a sense of tedious tasks. It's going back to what I was talking about in the how of what we do instead of the what of what we do. Some tedious tasks, they just need to get done, whether we like them or not, or maybe they're somebody else's priority and we have to do them. It's just part of our job. So seeing if it's possible to decide to use it as a lesson in, say, um, going the extra mile when you don't feel like it, in deciding to dig deep, 
in deciding, you know, how do the top athletes when they're wrecked and they've been playing their match or game or whatever it is for ages, dig deep and still go that little extra mile, that still find the energy or in people in times of crisis. So even just as an exercise in either digging deep or going the extra mile or experimenting with saying, do you know something? I'm actually going to try and learn to use self-discipline as a matter of I'm going to focus hugely on what I'm doing. Even though I would consider it a really boring task, I'm going to focus on it really, really well. Or I'm going to give this person my absolute best, um, even though perhaps I'm a little bit jaded in the relationship with them. Something totally different just to decide I'm going to be, you know, humble or more generous with the time or I'm going to give them more information than they need. I'm going to be more helpful. I'm going to pick up the phone to them to give that personal attention, whatever it might be. Just something that actually builds you, but also builds up the other person. So that's kind of crafting. It's designing work. And it's really useful to put meaning into stuff that is just boring and tedious, you know. So also experimenting, of course, with the ability to say no. Some of you are probably really good at this. Some of you are well able to do it and, and others not so much. Um, and of course, it's difficult and it depends on, you know, how your team works, the hierarchy, if it's very hierarchical or whatever. It depends on your, your boss or your team leader, etc. But just experiment with it because sometimes people find they're going to do something that was actually OK and it was actually quite empowering or do you know something? They said, no problem. They totally understand I'm flawed or, I'm, you know, inundated with work or whatever it might be. And I kind of, I never thought of saying no. And it's not that I'm a doormat. I just felt I had to say yes, you know. So, or maybe no or okay, but then can you let me off doing something else or I'll need to put something else to the side or give somebody else this task to somebody else or put a longer deadline on this thing because this is what I'm working on. So it might be a negotiation. But it is just being honest with where you are. Um, and that's really important. And because it's really important that in terms of managing stress, it's not all put on the individual. Yes, there are mental health techniques for managing our stress. But if there is a constant source of stress, then what, you have to partially manage the source as best as you can. And if that is an outside source coming at you and putting demands on you over and over again, well, then you need to start trying to manage the source. So that's where kind of experimenting with no or no, not at the moment or no, not till later. Um, but be careful because we do tend to, and this is kind of a, a known fact about us all, we tend to um, presume that we're sudden, suddenly going to be kind of different in a month's time. So we tend to um, say yes to things for a month, a month down the line that we wouldn't say yes to now. Um, and it's, it's this kind of very unscientific little computation that we do in our heads that somehow we're going to be different in the future or we're going to be clear of all things in the future or whatever it might be. Um, so be careful of saying no to things too much in the future. Chances are you're going to be snowed under then if you already are. So watching that and what, just better to kind of negotiate for now is, is, a, is a better option. So also regulating the what we call the nice to do's. Um, they are the <clears throat> perhaps coffee morning, taking a morning off to go to somebody's birthday or a school thing for the kids or whatever it might be or you know whatever it might be or yoga class or whatever it might be something that's actually you know maybe if you work in the evening but you could you have flexibility as to when you work be careful and schedule the nice to do's for some of you you might be turning up at the opening of an envelope and then you're actually feeling stressed because you're just 
doing everything and saying yes to absolutely everything. And it might be that some things are nice to do, but actually, do you know something you'll catch them next week? Or you'll do it another time? Or do you know something, if I say yes to that, that has to go. Now, it's not to cut down on your social uh, connections. I'm not saying that at all because it's so important. It, it has to come from you because you have to decide which kind of person you are. Do you need to be actually making sure that you, um, that you, uh, you know, get out there and connect and, and are really, really careful about that? Or is it that you actually need to, you know, trim down what you're going to, that you're going to absolutely everything. If you feel like it's a really full life, great. But if you feel that you're hugely under pressure, then this might be why. Uh, it might be because you're not scheduling it. You Because a lot of the times we don't schedule the nice stuff. Uh, maybe a party we might put in the diary or a big event or having people in or a particular you know annual get together or something like that. But we don't schedule the really little stuff, the more informal stuff. But if it's coming into the day, probably something has to come out of the day. So we have our written to-do list and then we have in our heads the other little bits that we're going to somehow fit in, even though the to-do list already fills the hours of the day. So noticing that and actually deciding, you know, by all means, of course, do the nice to-dos, do all of them. That's completely up to ourselves as to what we do, but kind of schedule them and realize how much time they'll actually take and then decide to take something out and say, do you know something? That can wait because I want to put the nice to do in there. So becoming aware of that. The other thing that's quite related to that is, is um, the kind of shadow work, as it's sometimes called. It's the work that we do in between. Again, very unscheduled, probably not written on your to-do list. Maybe it is, but it's not given a time because it's kind of like you need to call the person who walks your dog or you need to um, return tickets for something that you bought online. Or you need to get onto customer services, and you're actually there for quarters of an hour onto customer services. Or you need to book or bring the, your pet to vaccinations or something like that. All those little bitty stuff that, again, we tend to carry in our head. We don't schedule. And then we wonder why we've run out of time to do all our to-do lists during the day, because they haven't actually been scheduled and something else hasn't come out in allow, uh, to allow them to come in. So that kind of shadow work there's loads of it mostly in our day because we have to we have to run all of our lives and sometimes other people's lives as well. So kind of becoming aware of that, giving yourself credit for it. And if you write it down and schedule it, then you again have a sense of satisfaction and closure because you actually have, you're, you're ticking off stuff on your to-do lists and you're being much more realistic. The fact that something else has to come out in order for that to go in. So becoming aware of that as opposed to trying to do this work by kind of squeezing it in between other stuff and then wondering why you're constantly chasing your tail, why you're constantly stressed in traffic or, you know, giving out about the buses or whatever it might be, because actually you're just squeezing in stuff without allowing it the time that it actually takes in the day, even to get from A to B to C and all of that kind of thing. So just kind of becoming really, really aware of that. Um, I think what we're talking about is Becoming intelligent and bringing a kind of like an intelligent mindset to our productivity, um, to our, maybe we call it work-life balance, but to our time and to noticing when, there, when is time for productivity and when is time for just letting it go, for just putting it aside. Because again, a lot of us might come home and bring or, you know, close the laptop, whatever it might be from your home office 
and bring that productivity mode of mind back home. Now, I think I might have said that to you before. Um, I get confused when I talk so much, I get confused as to who I've said what to. But just being careful of bringing that productivity mode of mind to a home, sometimes it's useful, but it also can kind of cause eruptions in a household or if you're, you know, wherever you're co-sharing or whatever it might be. Just remembering to bring it back down to human, to human level and, you know, kind of a little bit more ease in the day in terms of that. And making a time, even if it's a few minutes, for real downtime that isn't necessarily going for your run or exercise or podcast or whatever. It's actually perhaps hopefully tech free and is perhaps doing nothing other than looking out a window, you know, watching outside, just letting time pass for a couple of minutes to rest the mind. It's again, a different mode of mind to the more kind of productive relaxation, which is also useful and has its place. Um, but they all have their place in kind of using the mind appropriately, the different, what I call different gears of consciousness. So becoming aware of that and using them in the right way at the right time and knowing when to take the foot off the pedal and knowing that everything in the day and even those times of kind of what being able to mind wander takes up time in the day and something else may have to go or to go till next week or to just be postponed till another day when it can be scheduled and diaried. So just remembering those kind of things. Now, all of this that I'm talking about, and there's, there's so many more techniques out there, but they're really interesting to talk about. But all of this to topic is really, as I mentioned, about finding time for what stirs your heart. What is the things that you're passionate about? Now, it doesn't have to be your whole life's purpose. There is a thing called purpose anxiety, where because we're beginning to talk about meaning and purpose a lot more, people are beginning to kind of say, I don't know my purpose. Um, how do I find my purposes, Anna, and this kind of stuff? We may have lots of purposes. It's, it's different for everybody, and you don't have to instantly know it. It might be, again, about how you're doing what you do. So, But it's more about just becoming aware of what stirs your soul, what stirs your heart. What, where do you find what energizes you? Because there is a thing called eustress, E-U stress, which is the Greek word you for good, and then stress. So it's the good stress, the stresses that we find. Like I know when I was writing my books, I found the time because I was passionate about what I wanted to say. So it's the same way. What, what are you passionate about? Where are you going to find the time for it to put it in? Maybe it's your side hustle, your, you know, alternative ideas, maybe your book writing, whatever it might be. What's your passion project? It might be for this week. It might be for the year. It might be for your whole lifetime. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, finding the time for that, because that is what really, really restores us and brings us back to ourselves and energizes us enormously for the rest of what life might bring. So with that in mind, I hope that's useful. I hope it's got you thinking. And I hope it means that you'll come and join us again for episode, episode four and all of the episodes to come. Do remember to subscribe, uh, to follow us and please send a message. Do let me know. Um, what you'd like to hear hear about, what topics you'd like me to talk about, or people you might like me to interview, etc. So do let me know. Keep in contact. Uh, you'll get me at sevendaysoul.com, uh, where you'll also find the A Tweak A Week uh, page. Um, but do follow us. And you also on the sevendaysoul.com page, you'll also find your 100 tips to win today um, free download. So you can find us there and follow us there as well. But until next time, look after yourselves and each other. Take care. Bye bye.